0: where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello, once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely Corinne Erickson. Hello, Corinne.
1: Hello, how are you doing, Tammy?
0: We are doing good. We're enjoying the rain, and I'm very, very glad that I'm on high ground. <laughs> So, Corinne, would you like to tell our our guests a little bit about what you do, what your business is?
1: Okay, so um, I work for Deerfoot Carpet and Flooring. I work with my brothers, and uh, I do commercial and residential flooring, and I also run a second business, and it's called Grout Restoration, and I basically built that off of the Deerfoot Carpet just because there was a need for that. And we go in, and we'll redo your grouts and seal them and repair tiles and do silicone and mold and mildew uh, removal and things like that. So, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of flooring.
0: Oh, well, flo- flooring is definitely a big thing, and especially if you're talking about dealing with the tile and stuff, I'm going, oh, if you definitely want somebody who knows what it is that they're doing if you're going to be tackling that job.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's definitely a lot of money that you're spending, so you certainly want to be dealing with somebody you trust.
0: Yes, huge, huge. And would you tell us a little bit about your family situation, please?
1: Sure. Um, I'm a Calgarian, and uh, I'm married. I have two children. I have a son who's 25 and just graduated out of the University of Lethbridge in computer information systems. And I also have a daughter, and she is 27, also graduated out of the University of Calgary. And she is a mother of three, which makes me a grandmother of three.
0: Oh, my. And how old are your grandchildren?
1: I have a set of twins that are 1 year old, they're identical little girls. And I have a 3 year old. Oh and my
0: young twins. Oh yeah. boy.
1: <laughs> and my husband, we reach our 34th year now of marriage this year.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. That that is, that is a rare and wonderful thing it seems.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Nowadays, I think.
0: But no, that that's good. So twins oh boy
1: oh they're a lot of fun
0: <laughs> oh they are i bet they're absolutely adorable i'm just thinking back to to uh how tired i was when my daughter was a baby just trying to keep up with one and whenever i see a person with with two or heaven forbid i i know a few people that have had triplets and i'm going how do you ever sleep
1: <laughs> you don't <laughs> it's called using your relatives and uh, having having good people around you to support
0: well, that, that, that's a must whether or not you're having one or two or however many. Having good people around you is an absolute necessity.
1: Very, very true.
0: Absolute necessity. So, thinking back to your childhood and stuff, what was the first thing that you remember about money?
1: Oh, um, well, when I grew up, there was no money. <laughs> uh, literally. Um, we had it very, very rough. There were five kids. I'm the third of five. And I remember my dad, uh, lost his job and there were things happening in the, I guess in Calgary at that time and we lost our house and every day I was wondering if we would even have enough to eat. Um, it was pretty tough. And so me remembering back, I was always afraid of not having money. I was always terrified that we wouldn't have enough to eat or you know, whether we would ever get a house again and stuff. So it was pretty tough when I was young.
0: Well, that's definitely one that a lot of people went through, especially like in the late 70s, early 80s, when everything got really, really tight with the economy and interest rates went insane and people were losing their jobs all over the place. I bet that was a very stressful time for your family.
1: It was, and it really changed my life and my outlook on uh, on money for sure.
0: So how did it change it? (laughs)
1: Well, uh, I got to the point where I learned how to survive, I would call it. So, you know, I cut grass for money. I would shovel lawns. I did whatever I could, you know, the, the Kool-Aid stand, the lemonade stand, whatever worked. And I remember I survived because I made money for myself at a very young age. I started working when I was 12, mm-hmm. you know, and I did some very interesting jobs and uh, great diversity, but always holding on to that money terrified that you know who knows what would happen the, the day after
0: and and how how was it with the rest of your family going through these tough times like what what was the environment emotionally when they were going through these difficulties
1: i think we all had the same feeling i mean there were, there was tons of love and hugs and kisses and support and the one thing my mom always told me was you can do anything you want which you know, even though the money wasn't there, the support was there. And I think if you look at my family now, I mean, we're all very, very successful. We all run our own businesses. Uh we just learned how to cope and deal with things. so you know, did it affect us? Yes, but did we um did we stop trying? No, it was almost the opposite. We are all type a a a forward, you know, so it really had the opposite effect of most people, I think.
0: Yeah, I would, I would have to say a lot of people, yeah, they shut down and then they get all terrified and, and they just keep going and looking for a safe, secure job. I'm a little surprised actually when you say that all of you kids went into starting businesses and stuff of your own.
1: Yeah, all of us. Um, actually, and they've all made millions at one point, maybe lost and then regained. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, everybody has definitely stepped up their, their pace and their expectations in regards to businesses. And you know it's funny cuz my mom even to this day always you know like she'll cry sometimes and go oh well you know I wasn't able to give you this and that now that we're like we have everything we want now you know like we're all very successful and we we've learned we've learned the money lesson of uh money
0: Yeah and what would what would you say is like the number one lesson that you got out of all of that
1: Um the the biggest thing for me and you know I I even look back I wish I would have learned more on money but it's, it's how to invest and how to save. And I think growing up, especially our parents, you know, I'm a little bit older than, than some of the people you're probably interviewing, but, uh, you know, you were taught to get a job, stay in the same house forever and ever. And, you know, your retirement would come from the government. And nowadays it's like, no, you need to invest. You need to start planning, take small risks, you know, not to the point where you're losing your, your, all your money or whatever, but, you certainly want to start to invest and step out and start planning on having some assets that are going to start making you money and not be dependent on the government saying, okay, when I retire, this is how we're going to survive. So, you know, those lessons were hard learned and it took me a long time to learn it. So, you know, I guess through the ages, you you tend to learn these things about money.
0: Yeah, no, I totally have to say that. Like my my mom just retired two years ago now and she was in the same place for 42 years. So when, when I left my first, first good job at investors group where you had the pension and all that stuff, my mom almost had a coronary. Like, why would you do that? You don't leave a job like that. It's got a pension and all of this stuff. And then I, I, I think I almost caused another coronary when I, a few years later, I decided to start my own company. And it was just, and I'm going, going, mom, like, I have to do my own thing in that. And the, fewer and fewer places even have a pension and then the government is cutting back and people are living longer and all this stuff and I just I I can't live that way
1: (laughs) no no it's a whole different generation for sure
0: well yeah and like I've seen so many like not my parents but so many of my friends and stuff like that especially when I moved to Calgary because I'm from a rural area and it's not like they work for the big companies or anything but a lot of the people that I got to know when I was in Calgary so many of their parents had been laid off or downsized and right-sized and all the different things that went along with that. And they they had this belief up until it happened that that life was good and they were safe and secure until they got that lovely pink slip.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: then everything's gone. And I'm going, I'll take my risks and calculate them and take them much more carefully and not everything has worked out but I'm always learning and growing and improving. And I'm going, I wait prefer that.
1: Oh, you need to take a chance sometimes. And I, I mean, you have to take care of yourself and not going back to, you know, when I had nothing, you know, I, I've never expected anybody to take care of me. I've always been outgoing and saying, you know, I can take care of myself.
0: Yes. And it's definitely. So when, when you became a parent after going through, like you said, these, these, these very awakening lessons about money as a kid, What were some of the things that you noticed as a parent when you were dealing with with your son and your daughter?
1: Uh, You know, um, I really believe in living for today, too. So, I mean, there's a point where they got to choose whatever they wanted to do. And we spent the money on them and stuff. And sometimes I, I wonder if we should have put away more money. but you know, through the years, they learned uh, about investing, maybe not as soon as I wanted them to learn, because, again, I was on a learning curve as well. Mm-hmm. And uh the big thing now is, you know, they're learning to invest. And we're trying to teach them about education and university and paying dues. And, you know, so they're more aware of the money probably than our generation ever was. And at one point, my son even said to me, he goes, I'd never depend on the government, only because in these, this day and age, especially when he gets closer to, let's say, retirement or whatever, he said there's not going to be any money. So he's already investing. He took his graduation money and invested it. Now you know, my daughter's trying to buy a house right now. So, you know, teaching them the value of money, but also you need to put away savings.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely a big one for... Not just for retirement, but just for all the stuff that comes up as you're going along. The layoffs or, or, or business isn't going so great or there's an emergency or all the different things that come up where you just need to have that cash.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is don't be afraid of money. Uh, for for many of us, and I will say me as well, and still to this day, when, when you go through a situation in your life where you're afraid of money, meaning, is it going to be there tomorrow? Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you have to learn to get along with money. And understand it.
0: Well, that's that's so much of it. Like, I always, people say, well, what do, you, what do you do? And I have to say, well, to be very honest, the biggest part of my job is the marriage counseling and counseling in general. Because looking after the actual numbers and putting together the plan is perfectly fine and easy. I can do that in my sleep. I've been doing it so long. But if you can't deal with the emotions that come along with it and the different things like, Okay, what are you, what are you afraid of and 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 what motivates you and how do you make your decisions? You're going to blow up your plan as soon as you turn around. Like exactly. if it lasts a month, I'd be amazed. Yeah. Because and we we have all of these things that that happen when when we're kids especially and it has such an emotional anchor to it. It's like how do you get past that? A lot of people never do.
1: Well, and and it's something you have to work on for sure. And I mean, for me as well, it it's a a life experience, you know, growing and changing, but uh I finally just invested in a program, you know, to to say, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? Because we're not educated.
0: No, we're not, unfortunately.
1: And it should be something instead of taking maybe trigonometry or something else, why aren't they teaching us the value of money and how to build?
0: Well, they they are trying, like your kids would have had to go through it because I had to go through it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Career and Life Management 20, COM 20, a course in order to graduate. And it's supposed to start teaching you that stuff, but the course wasn't very good when I was the first one to take it. And yeah. I've gone into the high schools to help my, my clients that are teachers and stuff and gone in as a guest teacher for like a few days. And it still hasn't gotten any better. A lot of the kids go, okay, I have to have it in order to graduate it. They take it as an online course a few hours and then they're done. And they're not learning anything out of it because it's not put together in a way that they're actually interested in and they and they get it because so many kids are wanting to know about this stuff. Like there's lists over and over and over again on on the internet and being passed around on Facebook. Like what are what are 20 things that you wished you had learned before you graduated high school? or 50 things or whatever and money is always on there a few times and they're yeah. going we're not getting this
1: <laughs> yeah and that makes sense too i mean i worked for the school board for quite a while as well and i know that you know money i used to volunteer for that program actually i forgot it was even around when um, my kids were younger but you're right i mean how how can you learn that much financial stuff in an hour or half a day or whatever you know some of them had the full days
0: yeah well they 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 do it and it's and it's 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 a class for a semester, but usually it's the teacher that get that draws the short stick that has to teach it oh okay and, and and it and it and it and it's dull and and the teachers don't really know how to do it and they're just going through a curriculum that just doesn't cut it unfortunately
1: oh, okay
0: just doesn't doesn't cut it and Like, I have so many of my clients now where their kids are, like, in high school or just going into university and stuff. And their parents bring me their kids because, number one, I'm not mom or dad. So, obviously, I know more right than that. And it's like, okay, what do you guys want to be learning? Like, you're going to be going out into the big world. What are your questions? And they have so many of them. And when when they know that it's safe and they're not going to be made fun of or ridiculed in class or anything like that, then they start asking and they want to learn. It's amazing.
1: That makes sense, actually.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. We have a lot of fun, fun with that. <laughs> and with, with, with being a grandma now, and like, I know your grandchildren are quite young, especially the, uh, the, the twins, but now that you're looking and, and seeing it from a slightly removed aspect, what are some of the things that you're, you're noticing with, with, with your, your daughter and, and son-in-law with, Dealing
1: with kids and the subject of money and that um well we've actually planned a trip to disney world in october and so they've been doing big sales and and he's been selling stuff and he's got a piggy bank he puts his money in and they're going around collecting bottles and you know so i'm quite impressed the way she's teaching them that you know if you want to do something like this you need the money and you need to raise it so Even at age three, he's already starting to to learn and you know do these things that'll help bring in some kind some kind of cash flow.
0: Yeah, I I love I love that because I get asked all the time like when should you start teaching kids about money and I'm going "Um, right from off the bat like I'm such a dork I was reading my daughter Rich Dad Poor Dad as I was breastfeeding her. Hey, I got stuff to do, and and you never know what's gonna go through, but like yeah, whenever we go grocery shopping and stuff like i would I would have her pay attention when we were paying, or she wants to buy something, like she would have to hand over the money, and I remember she was about four, and she was buying something, and it was like four dollars, and they they said, okay well we need four dollars and twenty cents, and she's like, What?' So I had to explain to her GST and tax and things like that, and she was like, "Oh my!" So smart, smart. Yeah. I was teaching my
1: grandson the same thing: dime, nickel, quarter, and every time you put it in, right? Yes, very the much it was worth.
0: And 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 even from when my daughter was quite young, because I've given her an allowance basically from when she was three years old on, and and it's definitely grown as she's gotten older. But she always put the money into her jars. so if I was giving her like 60 cents a week, she would get six dimes, so one dime would go into each jar and things like that, and she loves counting her money. It's such a motivator for her.
1: (laughs) No, uh, it's an awesome idea.
0: Well, it's like people underestimate all the things that, that, that kids learn, and they're paying attention to everything we do. Like, it blows my mind how many times like I'll I'll hear my daughter talking to one of her friends or something and she doesn't know that I'm listening and I'm going oh my god she's a little me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, how old did you say she was? <laughs>
0: well, she's thirteen now. Wait, <laughs> she's she's thir- so so the world has definitely got their hands full because she's she's me without a lot of my own issues.
1: Ah, <laughs> it's a good age.
0: It, it is. She's she 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 is wonderful. She does go through her her teenage moments, but yeah, I've I'm very very lucky. My daughter is is my sunshine. Um. So does your grand like when you're spending time with your grandson and stuff? Do do you find that he asks you any questions or anything like that? Because obviously his parents are 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 making him very aware of money, which I think is such an important and good thing.
1: I think he's almost a little too young yet. Like, he's not, you know, he's he's more enjoying the park right now and jumping around, listening to Dora and stuff and singing and stuff. So he's not quite there yet. He knows that there is money, and he knows that in order to do things, you need money. But that's probably as far as they've gotten. And I really like the idea. Maybe I'll give him an allowance, and he can have two jars here.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm really liking that idea.
0: Yeah, well... Like I said, with, with, with my daughter what I what I teach most parents to do. And there's a lot of lot of ones that I talk to that have the jar system and they, they it's just how many jars that they have that varies a little bit. But with, with my daughter and what we do is so we do one that's the financial freedom jar and that's for the long term, that's for investing in different things like that. So she's she started asking, well, what's investing, Mom? And in? so we've been teaching her, like I said, okay, well, you, you can start off with a bank account or you can have like a GIC or you can do stocks ones. and bonds. And she gets quite interested in asking about it. And then she has her long-term savings for spending, which is where she puts her allowance that she wants to save up for bigger things. So like her first big purchase that she ever did was she purchased her own Nintendo 3DS gaming system. Like, she got her Nintendo DS for Christmas from Santa like two years before, but she wanted to upgrade. So, Mum wasn't going to pay for that. She had to save up. So, she, whenever she gets like Christmas money or birthday money or anything, Mum's mean and makes her put it all into her jars. And then she has her charity jar, and my yeah. daughter actually gets tax receipts. <laughs> Wow. So, like, when they have, like, a fundraising drive or something at school, so she's gotten, she gets tax receipts from UNICEF and, like, the Terry Fox run and that, and she has her gift money and her play money Mm -hmm. and her education. So, education are, like, educational books and stuff, so mom... Mom has veto power on that, but like when she gets her scholastic orders and stuff in, we'll go through and okay, well, if you want this book, does it come out of your play money or does it come out of your education? So when she she knows right off the bat that any money comes in, it has to be split up amongst her jars and she gets quite excited. So like when we, when she has a birthday party or something to go to, she goes and picks the gift and she pays for it and looks after all of that. She puts together her her Christmas shopping list and goes through and looks after all of that stuff on her own. and has for years.
1: Wow. That's impressive.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like just making the kids aware of making their own decisions. And I don't interfere very often. Like sometimes I'll have to bring up, okay, well, if you, I know you really want to get this really nice one gift for some person, one person, but you have these other people that you need to be buying for too. So is that really the best choice? And if she still says that's what she wants to do, then fine. Normally, she does listen to mum's bit of reason, so uh-huh. it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's impressive, and that's a good thing to be doing.
0: Well, kids kids get things an awful lot younger than people think that they do. They do. They do, and they're, they're smart little whippersnappers.
1: Well, I and mean, it's good that you teach them at a younger age, because they're forming their habits at that age.
0: Well, they're they're paying attention to everything, and we're teaching them. Okay, you need to brush your teeth and wash your hands and and do all of these things. But I found throughout my life and dealing with clients and and friends and all this stuff, money is a more taboo subject than sex. Yeah. And well, I'm going, because if you don't have
1: it, nobody wants to admit it.
0: Well, it 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 even if we do have it or whatever, it's it's impolite, or we don't, and we're so many people are afraid. They're going, I don't want to admit that I don't know this.
1: Yeah, I'm an
0: adult. I'm supposed to know this. And, well, how am I supposed to teach my kids if I don't know everything? And the game is constantly changing. Like, I've been in the industry professionally for over 23 years now, and I'm going, I'd have to think long and hard to just go over all of the many changes, legal, tax, product, everything that's happened just in my career.
1: No, it all makes sense, actually.
0: So, just having it so that you're you're having... Making it a normal part of life, like we're teaching our kids how to choose healthy food and this stuff. It's like, why are we not having money as a, not a subject in and of itself, but part of everyday life and bringing it up?
1: But it is a big part of life. It's one of the biggest part of life that controls the rest of your life.
0: Oh, it it affects absolutely everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. And there's few things more stressful than like, yeah, if if there is a layoff or... Are we going to keep the roof over our heads? How am I going to put groceries and stuff on the table? Or even when things aren't all even that stressful, it permeates every single aspect of life, but we're not giving our kids the tools that they need in order to successfully navigate all that.
1: No, exactly.
0: So if if you had to pick three things that you'd like to see that your grandchildren fully get on the subject of money before they graduate high school, like obviously you've done fairly well with your, with your son and daughter, but what would you like to see your grandchildren get even over and above what your kids got in the, in the money lesson area?
1: Well, I think the big thing is, and especially when you're younger, you know, don't spend more money than you've actually earned. And it's so easy to fall into that, especially, you know, if you want to go with your friends or you want to go on a trip or whatever. So it's important these kids start to save their money before and then to start to plan things. And, you know, again, number two for me would be have a plan and start saving for those numbers. Because, again, a lot of times you're not prepared. So, you know, there's always Visa in MasterCard, right? Yep. You can always write a check when there's no money in the bank sort of thing. And, uh yeah, so for me, those are... At least the two big things is don't spend more than you earn and watch your numbers and have a plan. And I guess the third thing is, is, uh, you know, to understand and enjoy money, make it part of your life and don't make it more of a stress.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big one. You have to have a friendly, healthy relationship with money. Oh,
1: no, exactly. And, and that definitely, I, you know, and I still would actually like to pass that on to my kids because really it is a learning lesson, uh, from day one.
0: It you know what it never ever ends
1: nope and it can change so quickly right
0: yeah and even like you said it's it's just you, you've never got it mastered no matter what because there's always different things that come up but it's like okay learning to have those 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 honest conversations with yourself and your partner and your kids on okay how am I feeling about this what's going on what do we want to accomplish
1: well and the conversation is a big thing too I mean uh, I was laughing with my husband because, you know, we, we basically do our own thing. And when we started on our courses, right, I just laughed. He goes, really? That's coming out of your account? Like, yeah, yeah. It's come up for, what, 20 years? Yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it has. So anyway, uh, the communication thing is a big thing. Oh, communication is, is, is huge. Especially, it's, you know, if you're married or whatever, right? Oh. Married partners or whatever the heck.
0: I I think a lot of people need to be having those types of big conversations before they get into a marriage or living together situation or even talking about it. You don't you don't want any of those uh, unpleasant surprises popping up.
1: (laughs) Well, like you said, you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about it or it's a pride thing or, you know, whatever it is.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. I uh, know our listeners will learn an awful lot through our conversation. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: Well, I thank you very much, and I thank you for all the wonderful suggestions to start with my grandchildren. I look forward to talking to you again.
0: Well, I'm I'm always up for being useful.
1: (laughs) Okay, thanks very much, Tammy, and have a great night. You as well. Okay, bye-bye. Before we leave each other, I would ask
0: all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.fun.